Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Category Mistake. I'm going to call this one my birthday edition. Uh, yesterday, October 17th, yesterday, day before I recorded this, October 17th, was my 47th birthday. And I don't know about you all, um, but birthdays, mostly mine, are the most hated day of the year for me. Um, I know a lot of people love their birthdays. They like to go out and party. They like to go out and do things. They like to celebrate their life. Uh, growing up as a kid, I really had struggles with my birthday, and I don't think I've ever actually gotten over it. I've always felt like third fiddle, sometimes fourth fiddle, sometimes even lower. And I think that stems from just my middle child syndrome that I've always experienced in my life. And I know some people are like, oh, there's no such thing as middle child syndrome. You're probably not a middle child. There's also probably people out there going, you know, cry meal over the river, wah, 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 whatever. I get that. This is not about you. This is about me, right? That's why I'm talking in the microphone. It's not because I'm going, you know, I need to be special. I need someone to love me, duh, all that stuff, okay? My birthday, me hating my birthday, has nothing to do with someone loving me more or someone caring about me more. It's just the fact of throughout my life, it seems like nothing either goes right on my birthday or the people that I really want to care about my birthday, they don't care. Um, most of my life I grew up and, you know, my parents were divorced when I was very young and my mother and my stepfather, they didn't forget my birthday. They, they were fine. I mean, we went to Toys R Us, they'd buy me a toy, happy, happy, joy, joy. I mean, I got, I got mannequins, not mannequins, what would you call them? Yeah, I guess it'd be, I got puppets for my birthday a lot of years. Why? I don't know. My stepfather and his sister liked making puppets, so I went and got a, like a Charlie McCarthy doll that moved its mouth and ventriloquism and all that jazz, and this was back in the late 70s, early 80s, before it was, you know, cool, hip and happening, like on America's Got Talent. Uh, people just thought I was a little weird. Again, it kind of suited me, so it's okay. But the problem I had was the person that I really wanted to acknowledge my birthday never did. Um, their acknowledgement of others' birthdays was always on time. It was always special. There was always a reason for the happiness and joy that this person gave to the people for their birthday. For me, it was seen. It, it seemed to me that my birthday was more forgotten or not as important. Now, some of that could be because I had two sisters and I was a boy, and this was a different time and place, and. You know, we celebrate girls and we don't celebrate boys. And I get that. Maybe that's it. It could be that it wasn't on the tip of their mind. And my sister's birthdays were 18 days apart. Of course, four years, you know, yeah, four years-ish apart. But they were 18 days apart. So they were in the same month. So you remember one, you remember the other one. That could be it. Um, the problem was, it, and still is in my mind, is that I would spend time with this person's brother for his birthday and mine on the same weekend because his was two days before mine. 
And this person would call him to wish him a happy birthday and then forget about mine. It was a struggle and still is. And I don't know why. I mean, I'm 47 years old. I probably shouldn't hold a grudge. And in my mind, I, I, I've I let it go to a point. But when people wish me a happy birthday, I'm sorry, everybody. I do care. It just cringes. It, it, it actually... It's not as bad as thank you for your service, which I'm still working on getting over. But it's not like, oh, it's my birthday, yay. It's more like, oh, yay. It isn't important to me. I don't see a value in it, and I should. I also struggle because in my life, it seems like all these traumatic events happen the month of my birthday. Things like stock market crashes, Tiananmen Square, Eminem's birthday. These are all traumatic events for me. Really, it's not traumatic, but Eminem was born. But, um, and so growing up, I always thought, okay, what's going to happen this month that's going to overshadow the day that's supposed to be special? And there's 7 billion people on the planet, and there's other people that share my birthday, and I get that. I do. I really do, and, and it's not like I'm saying the world should stop having crises. The world should stop existing because on this day, I'm special. But after a while, you know, when you feel like you're jinxed, it kind of sticks with you. And I felt that way for the longest time. Now, the person who always forget forgot my birthday until Facebook came along and gave him gentle reminders was my father. And I have daddy issues, which a lot of you know that. Um, my daddy issues stem from me feeling like my sisters and everyone else is more important to him than I am. Now, that's probably not true. Probably not true. It's probably just the way a six-year-old boy looks at it, and I'm in my 40s, and that residual is still there. But when it came to the day of my birth that's where i have a little more a little more evidence that i struggle i struggle with uh, many 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 times my father forgot my birthday now he didn't just like forget it by a day sometimes he forgot it by like a month um but his brother's birthday was 2 days before mine and for years i spent time with him and well, my dad would get a hold of him and say, happy birthday, and yet two days later forgot I existed. Again, my dad is a good man. He just he is a different person than I am. Um, he is different because he looks at the world differently than I do. He also has priorities that are different than mine. They're not worse or better than mine. They're just different. I have never been good at being independently wealthy. I have never been good at saving my money for a rainy day. I'm really good at spending my money on my children and on myself way too fast. And that's something I've actually had to work on. And I mean, he seemed to do it and still seems to do it a lot better than I do. And maybe that's something I can learn from him is is learning how to say no and learning how to 
pace myself when it comes to what I do and how I do for my children and grandchildren. Pointing point is, yesterday, on my birthday, 47th birthday, Amy, we went apple and pumpkin picking with my grandson and my daughter and her husband. And, and in that time of pumpkin picking with my daughter and her husband and grandchild and other kids, there was like 10 of us and the two dogs. I was trying to enjoy myself because it was my birthday, right? That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm with my grandson and with my kids. It's a beautiful thing. All I could think about in my mind is, is this all I'm doing for my birthday? And that was very negative for me. So when I got home, I I had to refocus my mind a little bit because I was looking at it going, I could have enjoyed myself so much more today if I would have just not thought about it as something we're doing for my birthday as in something we're doing as a family. And this is something I've never done well. Father's Day. I have a hard time with Father's Day. Why? Because... My kids say happy Father's Day and they tell me I'm a good dad. And I struggle with hearing things like that. I struggle with people saying happy birthday because I don't feel like it's that important. Father's Day, I struggle with happy Father's Day, you're a great dad because I have not been a great dad in my mind. I have been okay, maybe mediocre at best, but when I see great dad, I don't think of me. I think of somebody who's 99% of the time, good. They do the right thing always, and their kids don't need to struggle. Now, that is an expectation most of us will never live up to. I get that. But that's what it's like in my mind. And that's because that's what I wanted from my parents. I wanted my mom and my dad to be perfect. And they weren't. And they still aren't. And that's okay. I can forgive them for not being perfect, but I'm have, I have a hard time forgiving myself for not being perfect. When I do help out my children with financial aid forms, if it's not perfect and there's an issue with it, I beat myself up for days. If one of my children struggle with a, something at school, a, a math or an English or a science or something, and I can't help them, I struggle with that because automatically I judge myself as a worse parent because I can't do or be there for them. With that, I also do really crazy things to be there for my kids. Years and years ago, my daughter and her husband and my other daughter were driving to Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. It's about 12 hours from here, and they were bringing her to college, and when they got there, they actually... We, they actually, crazy to think of, they actually blew their tire out, crashed their car, totaled their car, and they were stranded in the middle of Super Rock, Pennsylvania. Now, he called his parents, and his parents couldn't come and get him. Fine, I get that. Hard to do. So they were stranded 12 hours from here. Without thinking logically, which I think is a hard thing for me to do anyway, Without thinking logically, I talked to my wife, and I literally just said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go get new tires on the car, and I'm going to drive 12 hours to Slipper Rock, Pennsylvania. 
I didn't think about it. I just did it. I drove so fast. I got there too early. I wasn't even allowed on campus yet. So I got to sit in my car for two hours and chill waiting to be allowed on campus. Now, there were people who were closer. There were people that probably could have helped. But instead of looking for other resources, I decided I wanted to be super dad and go down. Boom, come. Another example, Pennsylvania. My daughter went to college. I actually had three girls in college in Pennsylvania. Daughter went to college. She could have taken a plane, taken a bus, taken any other transportation to get there. But I would drive down, drop her off, drive back home, pick her up for Christmas break. I'd drive eight hours into Philly at Christmas time. I'd take all of her friends out to dinner, and then I'd drive back home without stopping, without sleeping, without resting. I would just go. Now, you're thinking to yourself, well, that's not that big of a deal. We were on a fixed income Yet I made it work. And the reason I made it work was because I wanted to be the good dad. I wanted to be the better dad. I wanted to be the one that the kids remembered. The problem with trying to live up to that expectation is that the kids either will judge you later when you can't do something or you'll judge yourself. And what I've realized over the years is I've judged myself much more harshly than the kids have ever judged me. They tell me I'm a great dad, and I'm thinking to myself, but I failed you this time, or I failed you that time. And that's not fair to me, and that's not fair to them. They can say I'm a good dad. They can say I'm an okay dad. They can say I'm a mediocre dad. They can say whatever they want because it's their opinion. Um, the only thing I'm thinking of now is if I'm judging myself this harshly, have I made this the same thing on my children? Because I have children who have thoughts about what a good parent is. And I don't want them to try to either be like me or be the opposite of me because that's what I'm doing. I've realized over the years, talking to many, 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 many people, that most of what I've done is to be the opposite of what I feel like my father did. Now, again, my father is my father. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate him. I love the man. I do. He's just different than I am. But I remembered and remember all my kids' birthdays. Now, one child I kept mixing up, but that's that's just a weird scenario, but she knows who she is. But all the rest, I try to remember their birthdays, their anniversaries. I remember the day I met my wife. I remember my anniversary of when we started dating. I remember the anniversary when I proposed. I remember the anniversary when we got married. I remember the time she said I do. Why? Because I never wanted to be that husband or dad who forgot something that was important to somebody in my life that I loved. The problem with that is that I've lived this standard for so long that if I start to forget, what have I set myself up for? Will my kids be like, oh, he forgot it once, and that's okay? Or is it going to be like, oh, my God, my dad hates me. My dad doesn't love me anymore. He forgot my birthday this year. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. Because of that, 
now I'm thinking to myself, I got to remember everything. So I put reminders in my phone. I put all this stuff down because what I've realized lately too with my wife is I'm forgetting things at a much higher level than I ever have. And some of that's probably because I've been you know, smacked in the head a few times. Maybe some is because I'm getting older. Some of it might be because I'm too busy. Some of it may be that I'm not putting enough emphasis or importance on what I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I remember things from my childhood like day and night, but my short-term memory is horrible, and that's what's affecting me now, and that's what's making me worry about later on in life with my children. Because right now, I, I'm good. I can remember things. I don't need Facebook to remind me of someone's birthday. I don't need you know, a reminder. I have it, but I don't need it. Okay. But this brings me back to my birthday. Looking at today's world, would my dad have forgotten my birthday if he had Facebook? Probably not. Would my dad have forgotten my birthday if he would have had a cell phone that had a calendar that would have reminded him that it was my birthday? Probably not. He wouldn't have forgotten because something would have told him. And maybe, you know, in the world he lives in, he was so busy, that's just not something he remembered. Now, his brother and him, you know, his brother was 17 when I was born. So they had, he had 17 years of his childhood to remember his birthday. He didn't have that long with me. When him and my mom got divorced, he didn't see us all the time. We weren't part of his life actively. Now, that's not his fault. That's not my mom's fault. That's just the way the world worked back in the early 80s. It wasn't as parent-friendly as it is today. So he didn't have constant reminders of what was happening in our day-to-day lives. Now, my younger sister, her birthday usually was during April vacation, so we usually would see him more during April vacation. So again, he had more of a reminder. My older sister, beginning of the same month of April. So a lot of times, you know, he would just do both of them at the same time, the same week, so it kind of made it easier for him. Perfect. Mine was, you know, six months different, And it was just a different time of year, you know, spring compared to fall. Um, Anyway, what I've struggled with also is happy memories of my birthday. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have negative birthday memories. My problem is I have no birthday memories. Um, I have a couple negatives, but most of my birthday memories are just blank sheets of paper. I don't even remember anything positive from my birthdays at all. Now, I remember my sister Margaret's birthday. She, one year, I remember there was a blizzard and they snowed out her birthday. And Nicole, my younger sister, for the longest time, I think my mom said her birthday was on one day and the birth certificate said a different day. And anyway, so there's memories I have And I remember parties of theirs. I remember who went to the parties. I remember all that stuff of their birthdays. My birthdays, very few. I I don't remember any parties. I remember a couple gifts. I remember getting a Darth Vader carrying case and a Charlie McCarthy doll from my birthdays. That was way back in the day. And I got a a Nintendo, the original Nintendo one year for my birthday. Those are the three things I remember over my last you know, well, my first 18 birthdays at my with my parents. Now, since I've been married, my wife has 
tried and succeeded to give me things that I really enjoy. And she doesn't listen to the podcast. I wish she did sometimes, but maybe right now is a good time that she didn't. Most of the time she's giving me my gifts. They haven't, they're great gifts. They're, they're, they're in my genre, you know, Han Solo, Han Solo stuff, Star Wars stuff, Marvel stuff, all stuff I enjoy. Okay. Stuff I love, stuff I do well with, not love, but stuff I like. But none of them have been like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this for me. And, and that's just because me receiving gifts has been a struggle. Um, I love giving gifts. I love the thought behind the gift. I love looking into what I'm doing um, from what type of flowers to give someone to the presents to just simple things uh, that mean something. And that's just because I like the, the research. I like finding the depths of a person and, and figure out what makes them tick. But what I've realized over these 40 plus years of my life is I don't even know what makes me tick. I get emotional at some crazy things. Um, yesterday I was talking to a lady who's a um, nice woman whose child is in the hospital and I'm going to help her with her internet. Talking to her about helping her with her internet so she can see her child through FaceTime while they're in the NICU because they have three other kids and she needs to try to balance her life the best she can. That made me emotional. That, like, I almost cried. But I do other things that should make me emotional, like, you know, seeing my grandson or, or you know, things, just kissing my wife, just things that you think of, okay, this will make you emotional on your birthday, you know. They don't. A lot of times, you know, I fake it or I give it more emphasis than it really is. Now, that probably makes me a bad person. And if any of my kids or siblings or anyone else is watching this, I love everything that you guys have ever done for me. I do. I, I care about everything that you've done for me. And I'm sorry that I can't figure out how to connect emotionally with what you're doing. And that's the part of me that I'm still working on. I'm still working on the part of me that can come to grips with being okay with being emotional. Uh, Babies make me emotional. People in need make me emotional. Seeing um, the child we're sponsoring in Brazil, seeing that area with my wife, that makes me emotional because now I'm like, oh my God, someone lives in that. That makes me emotional. But presence and, you know, things like that don't make me emotional. Movies where someone self-sacrifices themselves for the greater good or for a loved one or because it's the right thing to do. That makes me emotional. Movies that are just emotional, I don't care, but those are nothing. 
But movies, like, even if you want to say, you know, oh my God, it's a superhero movie. Why is it emotional? Endgame, when Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man snaps a finger and he knows he's going to die. And it's over. Emotional because he, you know, it was an arc they set up from the first Avengers movie saying, that he, you know, Captain America telling him that he wouldn't be the guy to jump on the grenade. Well, he did, you know, and that's the point. So when I say thank you for saying happy birthday to me, when I acknowledge you online or in person, and if I seem a little robotic or blank or not 100% there, know that it, it is important what you're saying. And I do acknowledge everything that you're doing. What you have done that day, just by even saying happy birthday, those things, that word, those words are important to me. The, the lack of emotion has nothing to do with what you are, who you are. It's the things that I am working through and trying to my, make myself a better person. Next year, maybe I'll be better. This is something I've been dealing with for a long time, but I haven't actively been trying to fix this part of me until the last like six or eight weeks. Really, actually about 10 weeks now since I started this podcast. That's part of what this podcast is about is, uh, is about for me. It is about me finding that place where I can release certain stressors, anxieties, things about me that I don't understand. And I can just kind of talk it through and then some of you actually listen to it and maybe I should be paying you as a therapist, but thank you, I'm not. I will continue to work on this. I will continue to grow. I will continue to try to be better, not just as a person, not just as a dad, not just as a husband, not just as a pop-pop slash grandpa. I will continue to try to be better at all these avenues. And someday, hopefully sooner than later, I will actually be at a point where when someone wishes me a happy birthday, I don't take it with a thought of, well, what do they mean by that? Or if someone wishes me a happy birthday a day late because, you know, they were busy and they just couldn't do it, take it as, oh, I'm an afterthought. Because, you know, sometimes people get busy. And it doesn't matter if it's your birthday or not. They get busy and they can't do it. And that's okay. And I've got to be okay with that. So thank you all for listening again. Um... If your birthday is like that for what, if your birthday is for you like it is for me, know that there's people out there that struggle like you do. Know that there's people out there that are working through these things like you are. And know that it's okay to not be okay with the day you were born. But also know that with time, effort, thought, prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of working things through, a lot of talking to people who maybe don't even know that they've angered you or frustrated you or 
they think they're being polite and nice and you think they're being mean and condescending, talking to those people, that is the next step in making this a better place for not just you, but for people around you. So today, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on Facebook. That's where most people wish me happy birthday. And I'm going to respond to the people who wish me happy birthday. That's, and I'm going to try to be not me about it. I'm going to be trying to, I'm going to try to be honest and compassionate about it. Now, someone that's a happy birthday, I'm still going to give a minute and thank them personally because you know what? They didn't have to. Now, some of them be like, well, Facebook reminded me. That's the only way I knew. That's fine. I have to be reminded on my phone that, you know, I have class or I have to be reminded on my phone to put the shutters up and it's okay in today's world to have to be reminded. And I need to be okay with that too. So if I'm okay with it, you can be okay with it. And maybe with all of us being okay with each other's, you know, inequalities or whatever we want to say, you know, if we are okay with us being not perfect, maybe we'll stop trying to be perfect. Maybe we'll just be okay with being okay. And with that, I can tell you, I will, I will struggle with this for a long time. But I promise you, I'm not going to give up on trying to be okay with being okay. I'm going to continue to push myself to be okay. And that's all I can be. So this is my 10th episode. I've gotten through 10 episodes, 300 minutes-ish, six hours, right? 300 minutes, no, that's five hours. Sorry, math is hard. And I, and I really thought when I started this that this would be fun and easy and educational and da 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 But after all this time, what I've realized is that this is just like, not, it's not hard, but it's, 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 it's mind stressing. It's not thinking about the topics. It's not even speaking into a microphone. It's realizing that there are people out there who are listening to me talk about a movie and how musicals suck or not all musicals, historical musicals suck and, or, you know, comparing my stress and anxiety to, you know, someone dying in Endgame or short-term memory or birthdays or um, my mentor in high school and they're going, you've got it easy, dude. And I think about that when I do this podcast. I think about people going, this is really hard to listen to because this guy has no idea how good he has it. I do. I do know how good I have it. Unlike a lot of people I know, I have a loving wife. Most of my kids like me most of the time. I'm in college, but I've had a job where I really loved it, and I'm hoping hoping to go back to that job again once I'm done college again. I have two dogs. One's kind of young and annoying. The other one's old and special, but we both, we love them. I love my life. And sometimes, you know, this podcast and you guys out there remind me that um, 
It's okay to love my life. And I don't take that for granted. I know some of you out there have a hard life. And I'm sorry for that. And if I could change it for you, I would. But, you know, I had a hard life. And I didn't pull myself up from my bootstraps like the old old No One's Land saying goes. It took a long time. And a lot of crazy things to happen for for me to be better. So don't give up. Don't lose hope. Keep pushing. Keep struggling. And your time will come. And when it does, you look back at that old stuff and that crazy stuff and you might go, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Or hey, I'm going to do a YouTube channel or TikTok or whatever's out there by that time. By then, you know, I'll probably be obsolete anyway. So thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you all next week.